0: Welcome to another episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And today, Boys. we are starting part four of the Words of Radiance, uh, including the interludes, by the way. And remember last time we left off at the interludes, so today we will be covering a lot uh, the interludes, which... Uh, they're not... Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I love the Prashendi culture and whatnot, but I don't like Eshenai's POV too much. No. It's a little... Hit or miss. And I can't really put my finger as to why. I don't know. I, I, just, um, feel
1: like, I just feel like they kind of made it boring on purpose.
0: Yeah. I, I, f- <laughs> I am almost certain that if we go back and read some of Eshenai's uh, POVs, there's going to be a lot of breadcrumbs that we just didn't pick up on. The yeah, we minute. missed
1: them. Absolutely missed them.
0: Um, so that's why I look forward to it for that sense. But when I'm actually getting through it, I'm like, man, take me back to Dalinar. Yes,
1: take me back to our boys at yeah. Dominar's camp. That um, is exactly which, what I'm thinking.
0: I'm actually, I will say, I'm kind of annoyed with Kaladin. Uh, not, not with his chapters, but I'm annoyed with the character's decisions. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, <laughs> he's kind but, of
1: a, yeah, he kind of, yeah, yes.
0: He's just like, I get why he chose to do what he
1: right chose decision, to
0: do. Time. But it was just like, the intention was good. But I would argue that it would, wasn't even the right decision. I just think, I think it was a wrong decision, wrong time. But the intentions, for I will reluctantly say, makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that the overall, that that yes. I mean, uh, and that's the thing with Kaladin's character is that he's gonna. I think he's gonna continue to make these decisions, and then be able to, I think he'll get the chance to like reconcile those decisions with himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he's going to continue getting punished for his decisions. And I, I'm afraid that the decisions he's going to, his decisions and the the outcome of that, he's still going to put on the likes of Dalinar or Amaran or some of these light eyes. And he, I don't think he's going to own up to the, mistakes that he made personally right and like like you said reconcile with himself i think he's gonna actually that's gonna be the next big thing for him is that he's gonna have to realize that he's the one who made the mistake he did not right. anyone else so
1: it's almost like the book's pushing him into making more oaths. you know what i mean like yeah something yeah. is pushing his path into making more oaths. whether i don't know what they are yep dude i can't even remember the oaths he's already spoken but you know what i mean like the the book is taking him in a direction where he's like okay I can either sink or swim. I can say these oaths. I can make life better, or I can royally screw myself and make more poor decisions.
0: Okay, I do have to ask you because I don't think we've talked about this. The writings on the wall that come up uh, during the storm. I think he had said that they were Moash writing them or something like that, but I don't think so because some of them are some of them, some of them are pointing towards the some reckoning that's coming, right?
1: Right, Uh, right, like a,
0: like a, it's like a counting down, it's a countdown, right? Yes. Okay, what do you think, first of all, who do you think is writing that? Second of Mm. all, uh, who, uh, what is it?
1: My thought on this, this whole ordeal is that, A, it's got to be Dalinar, nobody's sneaking in, I mean. You think
0: he's doing it, it, like, his insanity that he's scrawling it or whatever, but they keep an eye on him, right, so he's not, like, writing it.
1: And it could be, be Sprint.
0: And they did kind of touch on that, that he, Dalinar, did think it could be he himself. I think they did.
1: Oh, that's uh, where I got that conclusion from.
0: Uh okay. huh. Because so normally Dalinar. All of them are him, but they're watching him. That's what I don't understand. That's the part I didn't like, really get.
1: But if you notice in the chapters, they don't watch him directly. Hmm. I don't think they watch him directly until, you know.
0: Okay, I guess I may have missed that part. Um, i always
1: because i I always thought that they they watched him but outside the door because of propriety reasons and navani
0: and all that ah Mm. so Mm.
1: my thought process behind that is that the sprinter working for one of the gods warning of some some something now what it could be i mean well i mean will we ever know yeah unlikely um but again, Dalinar could give us an insight into that if he, you know what I mean, like if he ever figures out what these visions are doing. Okay. Like why he's having these visions.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. I mean,
1: I mean, what do you think? I mean, ultimately.
0: If- yeah, he's having the visions, but like, I don't the writing that he's writing in I'm guessing is like old old language right that's been kind of lost I wonder if it's like, like a warning or something yeah I wonder if there's like a warning like an explanation to others like okay so let's go ahead and talk about this now and Shalon is there watching Amram come in and question Talon mm-hmm. you know Talon's like you know I'll teach you you know soul cast bronze or whatever it's faster than mining, I can teach you this stuff, uh right. he's just rambling right on repeat, basically. I wonder if it's like that like like that.
1: a madman ramble. Yeah. like you see on the like those crazy people on the walls when they're in the asylums and they're writing over the walls, all kinds of crazy nonsense you mean mm-hmm. is that what you kind of mean?
0: that's what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I can see that yeah, I don't know it's it just feels. It feels divine, like. Oh, it's uh, def- it, there's definitely something to it. Uh, obviously, we as a reader, we know that there's something there, and I think that uh, thankfully, the this is one of the things I hate about a lot of this like insane rambling when it comes to like TV shows, movies, books. Is that like the other characters just don't believe it, and I understand that that's somewhat realistic, right? If some guy just started ra- like we don't take seriously the ramblings of a madman in an insane asylum today, right? Because we just don't. I mean, Uh, it would be dumb for you, too, considering they're a madman. Exactly. So I understand that it's realistic. But for me as a reader, it's just like, all right, can we just skip to the part already where they just kind of come to terms with that? Yeah, he's right. I mean,
1: the problem is, is that in that society, the way I see that society is that will they ever do something like that? That doesn't seem like an Alethi thing to do. I think unless they are presented with extreme fact like the desolation comes you know what i mean
0: yeah and i guess they did, they were presented with the facts that kind of proved that he was like right or not completely insane right. so i don't so maybe <laughs> i don't know man you couldn't
1: completely discredit him though i think completely yeah. discrediting him even as a wise man completely discrediting him would be unintelligent
0: yeah no no that i definitely agree with i think that even if you believe that yeah he's uh you know insane or whatever it's like okay but he he kind of makes sense right uh,
1: well you also to realize too they're he's questioning their god so
0: yeah so there's a whole tough. social religious uh you know my forefathers believed in this blah, blah blah, right aspects to it which no one likes to do no matter which age we live in we've seen that if you ever come in and question people's culture or like expect people to change their culture there you're gonna get be met with blowback
1: oh Um, big amount of blowback
0: yeah so for better or for worse right like people like to hold on to their culture because it's something that they're comfortable with it's something that they connected with from a very young age and it's like a primordial
1: substance in their body they can't get rid of almost
0: yeah and it's it's interesting because it's uh we as human beings like we know we all know this we all know that we can't let go of culture and we all know that sometimes our culture may have certain bad things to it but i don't know what it is about us humans it's kind of cool but it's also dangerous at times right because we have certain things that do need to evolve or progress and we can't let go of and And i think sometimes we we go too far on the other side and try and progress so quickly it's like we open our mind too much, yeah, yeah, and we don't and sometimes we just don't appreciate why we did what we did, right this, sometimes we just we just did this, we just did x thing or we just celebrated x event because it brought us closer to the community, it gives us a sense of unity, family, friendship, right, and togetherness, and then whenever you get rid of that, um you know you lose and if you don't replace it with something else that uh you know. That also gives that sense of togetherness, family, community, all that, then you lose that too. so i, I um, I can definitely see, and we're, we're maybe getting a little bit too far into the weeds with this, but I do like uh seeing culture and uh the pushback on that. But what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that I don't like it for me as the consumer of media that it takes too long for characters even though it's realistic for characters to accept that what the madman is saying is true. Right. Because it just feels, the story feels, starts to feel draggy and I don't care if you do it through a time jump, but I don't want to keep hearing that.
1: I agree. And it's one of those things where like, it's almost like you have to open your mind to the possibility of it being true to actually understand where this person's coming from.
0: Yeah. So like, there's definitely that,
1: yeah. But the Alethi and, culture is not known for that. No, the so. Alethi
0: culture, they're, they're very stubborn. You very know, forward. we like our war. We, yeah, prideful. Um, and it's all, it's, they're a war-like culture, so unless it's something to help them kill their enemies, they're not, they're not interested right. in hearing it. Give me all the gym hearts. Yeah. So I can fund this war longer. Um, exactly. So, Lift is a character that got introduced. I, I don't think was ever, ever touched on, but it seems that she is what is one of the Night's Radiant people called the Edge Dancers, which, by the way, Edge Dancer is one of the novellas set in the Stormlight World, which we will, of course, be touching on.
1: Edge Dancer and then Dawn Shard, right?
0: Dawnshard, yeah. Dawnshard is the latest one.
1: Okay, okay. I'm just making sure I got So I'm correct. guessing
0: Edge Dancer probably would uh, cover Lyft. You think so? I think.
1: Be- because... If that's the case, I mean, are we gonna have a novella for every faction of the Radiance? Because if so, that's I'm pretty cool. I'm oh.
0: in. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know if I, I ever touch on it in this podcast. But I did do one of those, like you know, those quizzes, like what um Hogwarts house are you? So I did do one of those quizzes for which um Knights Radiant member are you? And I'm a Will Shaper. So oh, now I gotta do like it all the way. Yeah. I Actually, I want to see if it's still available because...
1: I'm looking I, it up right now already. All right. I'm
0: on it. Um, Zeth, I love his chapters. I really do.
1: Yes. Uh, Zeth's chapters are more like seeing into the mind of an, of an evil man trying to not be
0: evil. Yeah, I know. And I love it. It's It's, it's, like, it's so fun.
1: It's like, how do you... He's like, I kill all these people, but I don't want to be evil. Uh, Zeph, you, you're late to the it's party. Like,
0: though, yeah, it's like... And I, I I feel bad for him because, I mean, he's kind of like... This is going to feel weird. Uh, sound weird. He's kind of controlled, but he's also kind of not... He's controlled by his own mind. And, yeah. I mean he, really. he is a slave to his own culture, seemingly. Right. Right? Um, so there is uh, that issue for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I am looking forward to the next, so he's definitely a windrunner, right? There's no other overlap. Um, Zeth. Yeah, Zeth is for sure a windrunner.
1: So are you saying in the aspect that he's a radiant, right?
0: Yeah, so I mean, as far as powers go, if he was to be a radiant, like, now I understand that there could be, you can make the argument that he is, um that he doesn't qualify because of his morals or his actions, right? So I I get that part. But if, let's just say, you take that aside, I'm talking just his powers. Is he a Windrunner for sure? Because, dude, there's 16 Radiants. And it's seemingly, they seem like each Radiant thing has, like, I want to say anywhere from two to three powers. Is it possible that some of these powers overlap?
1: What do you mean, uh, overlap can you explain the overlap So there's
0: windrunner there's will shaper there's an edge dancer so let's just say for I'm uh, just throwing out these two names I'm not saying that they do I'm just ha- saying hypothetically that will shaper and hell let's just say edge dancer they they have three powers each right two to three powers but they share one let's just say they're like so I know there's a table so let's just say that the ones that are sitting next to each other overlap one power so let's just say will shaper and edge dancer share one power and and on the yes. other side will Schaefer... definitely
1: overlap i think there's definitely overlap
0: yeah so I, I that's what i'm thinking that like if he's not a uh would you say yeah. i'm
1: 90 percent dependable
0: are you doing that quiz right now yes um i would say you're 100 percent commendable. i'll just uh, do 90 percent
1: so i can fight my own mind anyways oh my God.
0: um so I would say that if he is not a windrunner, is is that that's what it's called, right? That's what yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if he's not a windrunner, he has to be something that's bordering windrunner because of his ability. It seems like Kaladin has similar abilities, and I think he's trying to practice something that he's just not capable of doing because he's not a Whatever that is. Or maybe right. he, they're both Windrunners and Kaladin just doesn't have the practice. But I think whatever powers they do share is an overlap between the, the two Radiant uh, things. If that makes right. sense. right? I hope yes. I'm making sense. Yes, um, you do. So, Eshinai, um, I'll be honest with you. I'm still having a hard time piecing together everything. I know that she wants to force her people into storm, um, storm form to right. get them ready for the war
1: technically yeah the, the war, last war
0: which i don't understand because it seemed to me like they wanted they said with what gavelar is doing they're better off like is better off just killing the pretendi because i think returning the void bringers because they fear their gods
1: right it could be worse technically what you're saying is that it's
0: yeah. worse so i just don't understand like why even fight it if you're just saying that like or I guess, I guess if it makes sense, if you just fight it and then you kill the humans, then there's no one to bring back the Voidbringers. So right. I guess there is that. Um, but yeah, no. So she wants to force everyone into storm Stormform. Um, and the other four members of the Prashendi, I guess, Elders. I don't know what you call them. The five. They do not want to allow it. Even the guy who is in the, the mate form, who is very persuasive or easily persuaded? Even he doesn't, even he's not budging, which is which is kind of odd. There, yeah, right. Um, and I, I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, we're if we're if we're still continuing on about the conversation with death, just kind of going back to yeah, that a little bit, with him. if he's a wind runner. And mm-hmm. we're going to make this tiny assumption now. Okay. Do you think him and Kaladin will, at some point, be runners together? Yes. Do you think him and Kaladin yes. will eventually mate? <laughs> in fr- mate in friendship form?
0: <laughs> mate in friendship form? I don't know what that entails. But I, don't I'm, know. I sure... The way I see Zeth, and it's weird that I get this vibe because there's no real comparison i just feel zuko yeah from amitalia's chair vendor and yeah. i don't know why but i just feel like it's zuko
1: it's a more more radical zuko
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: a little bit more radical yeah. zuko doesn't hand over to jim and says you now own my body and mind
0: yeah Zuko I mean, is just
1: conquered by his own problems
0: yes and zuko was a prince and whatnot yeah
1: yeah Zeth, Zeth, son of Shinabar.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I just I, the the internal turmoil. I just wish that Zeth had his own uncle Iro.
1: Yes, I, like a, like somebody that was actually a decent human on his side to talk him back out of what he's.
0: Yeah, and not saying. the freaking Ghost Bloods. <laughs> imagine if Uncle Iro is like a member of the Ghost Blood kind of thing. Like, imagine how Zuko ends up. Right. I uh, don't know if they win that war right oh we're getting into that i don't want to get into that but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um so kaladin being in uh the prison mm-hmm. i hope this doesn't go on too long because hearing i i got really annoyed the kaladin chapters here well, but it does it, seem like he's actually getting broken out of from, from, i think from what I remember. sorry it's been a while since i've read it um and He got offered the shard, which he then gives to Moash, which we'll get to in a second. But th- that is what I was referencing when I said I don't like his decision making. Yes, um, that was a
1: dumb, that was dumb. Now, whether it's for a moral or not, un immoral or immoral reason is irrelevant because he, I don't think he really trusts Moash.
0: He that not. okay, so he, that's a weird thing too because he doesn't, he, you're right, he doesn't tr- like. It's weird. He doesn't trust Moash, but he also doesn't distrust him either. Right. Um
1: which is a weird in-between that gets you all caught up in all kinds of nonsense. And
0: you're giving him and I understand that you're kind of on his side now, where you said, Okay, yeah, I agree with you that we need to kill uh Elokar, and because that's gonna be better for Alatar. But the problem is is that you also conceded that uh, Moash is doing it for the wrong reasons Moash is doing it for revenge And he says I want to do it because It's better for the kingdom Right. So because just the fact that personal. you've even Identified That the, the, the source that the, that the intentions are Impure And you're still giving him the, Not just the shard blade But the shard plate as well It's like you're putting him in a tank with a nuclear Right Exactly. And you know he's not a useless soldier either, by the way. He is he's actually... a well-trained soldier. Yeah. You've already also noticed that he is probably the greatest soldier amongst the Bridge Four,
1: Besides Calvin.
0: Besides Calvin. So, are you serious? Um, But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems
1: like his catastrophe t- is going to strike every time Kaladin makes a wrong decision.
0: Yep. I think... And, I, and this is what I was talking about earlier when I was referencing that um, mm. Kaladin is going to make some bad – this is the mistake I was talking about. And I think he's going to pay for it, and he's going to blame it on the light eyes again. And I just – I think that's going to be the next big mental growth that he's yeah. going to have to go through is that he's going to have to come to realize that, like, yeah, this is my fault. I'm the one who trusted Moash, and I should not have. He can't say stinking light eyes every time you know he makes a
1: decision because that again, it's not this their is his
0: fault. Yeah, this is this one is on him. And okay, so I do want to ask you then do you think Kaladin comes to accept Elkar, and what is it that like clicks that into place? Like, if, I don't think it would be enough for him to find out that Moash is wrong. That no. they're that, they've, that they're too far, right? You could you could do that. You could say like, okay, I still think Elricar needs to die, but the Ghost Bloods or whoever it is that uh, Moash is working with, I'm just gonna assume it's Ghost Bloods for the moment. Um, that the people who want Elricar dead, that their means, their you know, that their ends don't justify the means, kind of scenario. So like, he may not agree with Moash. He's like, you know, the way you're going about killing him, it in- involves killing children, and I can't be a part of that. So he yeah. could still agree that. You know, Elicar needs to die. So, do you think A, he gets to that point that he just, he still thinks Elicar needs to die? Or B, he kind of comes to a conclusion that no, Elicar is good. I was wrong. But if that's the case, what brings him so far over to the other side? Because it took literally Dalinar sacrificing a shard blade before he came to trust Dalinar.
1: Right. And I think, I think the story that Moash told, the reasoning behind what he's doing, I think there's more to the story, and he's just too blinded by his own hatred to figure out that there's more to the story and that he should listen instead of want to kill. So I think there's more to the story that is missing and isn't going to be revealed till later. Mm,
0: okay, okay.
1: Because, uh, again, like, Kaladin hasn't given anybody a reason for him to carry out this act, whether he's agreed or not. Because if you look in the book, he's still debating it.
0: yeah. Well, he does. He has come around by that point. He said, like, I agree that, you know, that Elokar should die. But that doesn't mean he thinks it's right. He thinks it's right, as in, like, it's right for the kingdom.
1: Right, but for himself. He still can't reconcile it with himself. And you can see his inner dialogues.
0: I don't know if, yeah, it's true, but I don't know if you noticed. Well, I'm sure you noticed. Sil disappears.
1: Yeah, and the point, and that's what brings me to the point is that, still is not right by it. honor yeah and he's if he's not gonna be Honorable. of honor yeah he cannot be attached to his consciousness so ultimately Sill's leaving is just a sign from kaladin a sign for kaladin because that's what attracted sill i'm assuming i we, we never figure out what really attracted sill so yeah. my thing is that he's always been an honorable man, and the, the amount of honor he pe- perpetuated
0: is what. I could be wrong, but I think the very first, like, moment when Syl appears is when he tries to get that medicine to help. This is when he's still in the cage. Yes. When he wants With to What's Vafa?
1: Help. Or not Vafa. Um, what's his name? The slave trader to um, Talakov T- Tla- T- Talakov Talakov
0: yeah, yeah so i think whenever he was in that cage under Talakov and he wanted to help that one man who said like you know cuz he Kaladin knows medicine and he said you know if you just give him water don't um push him through treat him right yeah then and then he just like so that was honorable i think that that i think that is when we first see him could be wrong but i think that's when we first i uh, sorry not see him see her so yeah, and I th- I think you're right.
1: I think I think that that act is what drew Sill to that point in time where Kaladin was able to accept the Nile bond. Yeah. And I mean, there could have been other things in Kaladin's past and for all we know, Sill could have been around since the beginning of time and it could have been a destiny thing, but we don't know that.
0: And I don't yeah. know, I don't know if we I, ever figured I don't know out. if it, has destiny ever been a thing that they've kind of talked about in
1: No, but that's why – that doesn't mean that it's not something that's
0: perpetuated
1: because it – I might have used the wrong word there. But (laughs) it's one of those things that with all – when you speak about gods and the one god and eight gods or whatever, there's destiny in there. There's some form of destiny inherent in the word god.
0: Yeah. You know what I just thought of? And this thought, I cannot believe, just came into my head. Hunter, Hunter hear me out hunter hunter has those five like aspects right what do you mean of like Nen usage yeah yeah the five different types of nen usage like enhancer all that enhancer is the only one i can think of like enhancer it gone? It, gone! yeah so
1: it's like a trine you
0: can yeah yeah like so like, you can only have you can only like be good at your main one and any of the side ones, you can be like 20% proficient at, and then like the ones completely opposite, like don't even bother, right? right. What if that's how uh, the powers in the nice Radiant work as well? Like, let's just say you have three powers. You got the one that's like, if you're, let's just say a wheel shaper, you are the best at this power. The other two powers bordering it, you're not as good, but you can still do it. But you're sufficient enough to use it in yeah. a, a And a then situation. anything outside of those three powers, don't even bother.
1: Yeah, I could see that. My thought process is they only had two. I didn't know they had But
0: three. yeah, and this is there's a writing under the assumption that there's three. Um, which I'm not saying that there is. And I don't know some, the only reason I jumping possibility of three is that I just don't know if there's um um certain powers actually fall into the category of the existing section right. and I just in my mind created a third. So Um, And
1: that's fine, though. That means you're keeping an open mind about the process of becoming a Radiant. So later on in the book, you know, it might open up to you that what you said was either true or false. So, I mean, it hurt either way.
0: Yeah. So I also have to. Shalana is very smart. So her light weaving and she realizes that pattern can do the magic for her. Mm -hmm. So she. So now you've got this whole like man my mind makes so many weird connections in destiny you know the little cube things that floats around yeah 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 so i I imagine it kind of like that sorry
1: that cube thing was annoying
0: yeah the the ghosts yeah yeah Yeah. so they they're the ones that are in charge of bringing the 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 champions the destiny characters back to life right the ghosts, right so i just think the sprint is kind of like that you got a bond with the sprint and you can have if you can like talk to the sprint and like you have a good strong bond they can save your life in fights they can like quickly cloak for you and then they can create illusions weapons this, and weapons know, and illusions and, or yeah oh. the weapons or the hell you know imagine if you gotta first of all i need to see zett's Spren because we still have seen no indication of that but uh, like a windrunner like kaladin could you imagine if sill is like also helping him lash different surfaces i think i would think that would be true people? i like, think that's true Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure it's true, but like, could you imagine how much stronger you get based off that? Because now you're not fighting one, you're fighting a second. Like, uh, like Syl is you can't even hurt her, right? So she could like literally like just cause devastation in a fight.
1: There's got to be you can't do anything to stop her. Sorry, there's got to be a way to hurt the Spren because don't they technically
0: die? They, you can hurt the Spren but you would have to break the will of the guy you're fighting i think like Like, make him be a bad
1: guy yeah like make him
0: lack honor like in the case of kaladin right like when he's no longer acting honorable she disappeared
1: yes that's that's, that's, that's. yes. now that, that makes total sense to me at least
0: now if that's the case does that mean he still gets his windrunner abilities that she's gone because if the, the the source of the abilities is the Spren, so I almost thought in the book
1: that he couldn't draw in Stormlight. I think they say that he couldn't draw in Stormlight, what she was missing.
0: That's what I was thinking. That like he now okay. So here's this brings up another question. He may not be able to draw in Stormlight, but what if he's already drawn in? This is like completely theory crafting. It's probably unnecessary, but it's just fun to talk about. What if he's already drawn in Stormlight? He lacks honor. Spren disappears. He already has a, a Stormlight within him. Can he still cast however many spells he needs to? I think it guy. dissipates. You think it completely just disappears? I think,
1: you go, I think it goes away. Because I think the Nile Bond is what allows you to breathe in the stormlight.
0: Uh, so that's the second time you said You said Nile Bond? Yeah,
1: N-A-H-E-L.
0: Nile Bond. That's, that was in... Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I know they've mentioned it, like, somewhere. Yeah, and that's Dawn the, nowhere, that's the but... place I
1: got it. I I can't remember. <laughs> I just no know that they, in the past two books, especially the words of Radiance, they kind of talk about it. Somebody
0: talks about it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So next question then. Nahel. Is Nahel the name of... No, Tanavast is probably the name of Honor, right? Child of Tanavast. Yeah, so child Tanavast, of honor. Tanavast was probably the name of Honor. Does that mean Nahel is a name of cultivation? Eh? Eh? Okay. Um, next question is, or maybe Nahel is the name of Odium. Okay, let's let that aside. Is it possible that Nahel control, uh, or sorry, cultivation is half the radiance and honor is the other half? Right, so you have 8 and
1: 8, 16. you talking about the 16 alamantic metals
0: but there's also 16 uh no sorry there's sorry there's 10 there's 16 surge there's powers t- no there's uh, there may be I think there may be 16 surge powers but there's 10 radiant orders okay that I know for a fact
1: so there so then do you think the number 16 numerology uh, dig deep kind of stuff do you think that plays a part <laughs> in what we're looking at here
0: i i'm sure it has to like the 16 do you remember when it was like what was it, 16 people, uh, 16, one out of 16 or 16% of people were being tortured by the, the mists in Hero of Ages. Yeah. And it turned out it was like the mists were trying to turn them into mist orange or mistings. That's what I think is, it's something like that. Like, uh, numbers mean something to Sanderson a lot. I agree. <laughs> He's very into that. Is so. he a numerologist? No idea. I always wonder. No idea. I'm not, I don't know much about the Mormon faith, but I'm I, pretty
1: sure the way uh, that has nothing to do with Mormon faith.
0: Okay. Um, then.
1: Um, yeah. in the way of Kings, I think they, they hit on the Nile bond along with, in the words of radiance, they hit a little bit on the Nile bond, but it was like, it was mentioned. It wasn't explained.
0: Yeah. So if not, yeah, I'm still holding out the Nile. means is the name, like kind of like how Ati. Is the at ATM? Yeah. yeah, at was the 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 shard. The name of the shard. The name of the guy who took the shard ruin. Right, which means
1: that the gods that we see now on Roshar could have never been the original.
0: Could have. We don't know that could because remember in the, original, the first sorry. book. Very first book, whenever it talked about AT was like a nice, generous, gentle man. So AT was definitely the original shard bearer or shard. There
1: could have been, you're right. There could, this could, this, since this is before, I think this is before Stormlight.
0: uh, um, Before Mistborn?
1: Mistborn. So if it's before Mistborn, then I could definitely see that. Yeah, I could see it for sure. That they, those are the originals, the original people that took up the shards. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, do we do we even get a history on how that happened? I think there's a book about it.
0: The, I think he was talking about making a series called Dragon Steel, which That's was going to go over the shattering of Adonalsium. I
1: wish he just do it already. I know. Oh, I bet God. you he is. I bet you he's working on it right now and he's laughing. Dude, by
0: the us. time he's done, he's going to be like an old man because he's writing fast, but he's also writing. He also needs to write a lot, so it's it's a weird one. That is a weird one. But anyways,
1: yeah. So we were just on Shalon.
0: Yeah, so Shalon's backstory is horrifying. Um, Yeah. I remember not last episode, but I think the episode before, I talked about how Shalon's chapters are very hit or miss. Well, last section, Shalon's chapter were very hit. And these chapters were also very hit. Because um, even her flashback ones, which, by the way, Shalon's flashback chapters—they're way better than Calvin's flashback chapters. Calvin's um,
1: flashback chapters are like a call to home. You know what I mean? Like he just yeah, misses home. He yeah. misses his old life. It's that's meh.
0: but yeah, Shalon. Um, her father like didn't want to hurt Shalon, so she just like hurts other people to hurt Shalon. Like that's still messed up. I, that's more messed up. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and that whole—I mean. That whole issue that they have with each other is just, it's bad. I mean, that, that, I mean, we, you know, the whole story,
0: right? I mean, I mean, pretty much. Like, pretty much. Like, I think she accidentally killed her mother and her mother's lover, right? I think so. And then, so. um,
1: and then that, that in itself,
0: Hilarin doesn't help any. I, I have a feeling Hilarin, I think they, uh, they might have confirmed it. Hilarin is a ghost blood. I think uh, so. And Hilarin is the oldest son, and he left, and he's, like, now back in town, and he's, like, he sent an assassin. He's, like, bring me his head. This dude is messed up in the head. Yeah. No, there's no two ways about yep. it. Uh, like, if it was something like, you know, oh, my son's in the city, go send the guards, go capture him. I want to see, I'll bring him back here. That's one thing. But, like, right. just go kill, not just go kill him, but bring me his head. That's too much. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Um, (laughs) You think? (laughs) Yeah. So, and then Balat also wants to leave with his, I think, betrothed. non Balat. Yeah, non Balat, And he said, like, I'm okay with being a lower level light eyes in a different kingdom. And you know what? Thank you. I don't blame him. Finally. Because there's no point in having riches and power and prestige if you're just going to be miserable anyways i agree the number one goal of your life should be as uh, after like not hurting other people is just true be happiness happy. true it happiness it should be happiness that's it and like you said you, you said even better true happiness It can't just be like i play video games all day yeah i'm truly happy it's like no no. for the not. most people probably not
1: in in not the bell too. curve that's too that's if you're looking at a bell curve 95 of people that are happy find true happiness those 95% are truly happy. The other other sides of the bell curve are like, yeah, I'm happy, but yeah, exactly.
0: You're not really happy. Yep. Um. So, okay. Adolin is making me realize he is probably the most consistently Belly. intelligent. <laughs> and like, like probably he doesn't bring emotions into this. He just kind of sees the world for what it is. I think he just. He is the most uh, relatable, I think, of everyone here. You're just talking sense. about like being a true human in in our case. Yeah, I think because he like he called it when it came to uh, uh, why can't I think of his name? The guy who betrayed them in the first book. Why am I brain farting so hard? Oh, Sadius. Um, Sadius. Yeah, he called it with Sadius. He called up with Kaladin saying that like there's some he doesn't trust him. There's something about him, and he has a right to not trust him because Kaladin just gave a freaking sh- like a tank to Moash, the guy who wants to <laughs> murder Idalyn's cousin.
1: Pretty much, um, the U.S. gave a tank to Zelensky.
0: Oops, sorry. Yeah. Uh. Well, maybe I was. I would say it's more so when the U.S. gave nukes to Iraq back in like the seventies. That, yeah, that's also unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's. Not, uh and then on on top of this, right now when he's just straight up saying like you're giving it to actually like, I don't really think that's a great idea, Bridge Boy. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but like there are times when I love their relationship, Aelyn and Kaladin. Yep. By the way, yeah, absolutely, is the
1: best. Absolutely. If I had to pick a relationship, it's either would be the Stormfather and Dalinar, or mm. something like that.
0: Yeah, he. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I think because
1: in the visions, I mean. Obviously, we don't know all the truth behind either of those characters, but in the visions, like it seems like they're but kind of buddies, kind of or not the Stormfather, the
0: the um,
1: honored Honor, Honor. or not teravangian um Ten of of Ast Yeah, it seems Which, like they're speaking like, kind of teravangian We
0: haven't seen that dude in a while. Yeah, he's old and decrepit. And I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, you don't? Not again. I am falling for that again.
1: Yeah, you will. You're gonna fall for it all again,
0: all of it. Yeah, well, not not that particularly, but I am gonna fall for something again because that's just who Sanderson is. He makes you feel stupid. Yeah. Um, and that's and I don't know. For some
1: reason, in this book, I really enjoy when, like you were saying, like when Adeline and Calden talk to each other, it's like they're brothers. Yeah, but it they really still have does. disdain for each other. And then when the when. I don't even think that Dalinar's relationship with Honor is, because it can't be, because he's not there, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's a real relationship, but I just like those parts of it. So, like, I wouldn't say friendships. I would say more interactions in this book. I like the interactions that are in his vision, and I like the interactions between Kaladin and Adolin. Those are the most interactions that I like. Oh, it's a chapter where he's got a vision. Like, oh, yeah, this is super cool to me. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 we haven't had those visions in a while, it feels like.
1: Mm-mm, no. But I always like those visions because he'd be talking to the guy and the guy would just be speaking. He'd be like, speak to me. And it's like, no, he can't.
0: Yeah, there is one thing I do want to touch on real quick before we finish here. The last episode or last chapter that we talk about uh, in the, the epigraph, I'm just going to go ahead and read it, is not the destruction we have wrought enough. The words you now tread bare, the touch and design of adenalcium. Our interference so far has brought nothing but pain. Um, I think this is Hoyd again talking, and but I don't know who he's talking to. I'm assuming he's talking to another shard. Well, he himself, I guess, is not really a shard. Um, but, yeah, right, right, okay, okay. I was, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he's. Not, I know he's not a shard himself, but he's talking to one of the other 16 um but wait
1: this it's not even 16 anymore isn't one of them dead is it aren't there a bunch of shards that are dead technically
0: technically yes but But i know this this is before harmonium becomes a thing or harmony becomes a thing so those two shards are still separate do you think do you think odium just swallowed honor (laughs) like just okay so okay if that's the case and he swallowed honor he would no longer be odium or honor, right? In the same way, when ruin and preservation become a thing, they become harmony.
1: What do you? What would you call him then? Hodium?
0: Hodium. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Hodor. Hodor. Oh, Hodor.
1: He holds the door. We get it. Thank you, ah, Game of Thrones. That's a good show.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I don't like odium. Is I always forget the definition of the word odium see i do too because it's not an often word used the yeah. state or um, okay strong dislike contempt or aversion um, oh whoa, whoa
1: i got st- a different definition general or widespread hatred or disgust directed towards someone as a result of their actions
0: yeah so i mean yeah so if it's like disgust or hatred and there's honor then what is it apathy <laughs> yeah what are you Just just both of them together just apathy well honor is not it's not really emotion though is it right honor is just like you could be angry and honorable at the same time
1: so is honor i mean yeah but
0: uh, it's not like this this is not like happiness and and anger mashing together this is honor it's like a gray
1: area between two of them but they're both the gray area
0: i feel like it'd be more like zealotry
1: zealotry zealotry yeah because
0: think about it right this is like i said it's not happiness and anger mixing together this is honor and anger mixing together if that's the case if you're just an angry honorable dude like you're just like a guy who's very passionate could it be passion
1: yeah there you go
0: right so i don't know there you go that could be i mean
1: passion i don't know about passion because again when you use the word hatred i guess in my mind that I maybe I don't know anything but when you when you start saying hatred and disgust I don't think passion because when I think passion I'm like oh you're passionate about this like it, it's a good thing but really passion can also be a bad thing and I think that's where I probably get mixed up when you use the word passion with odium. you know what I mean like you're passionate
0: about something so you enjoy it but that's not always true yeah Um, yeah no I think I don't know man there's but okay, that, that would again be under the assumption that Odium swallowed honor. And I don't know if he wants to do that. I mean, because again, then he loses himself as a shard.
1: I mean, does he though? Is that what we've gotten from Harmony? right? Because does whenever, whenever,
0: himself? um, uh, Vin, spoilers for here over the ages, whenever Vin ran into uh, Ruin, uh, yes. they killed them both,
1: technically, yes.
0: So the shard. Like the the individual who was who ascended into shardhood was killed, and someone else in this case Sezad had to take the power. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So if we're gonna go by that same logic, honor is not dead; it just needs to be taken up by another person.
0: Where ah. is where is that thing? If if they work under the same like type of like. Uh,
1: why wouldn't the shards why wouldn't all the shards work under the same mechanics with just different magic
0: systems because it's different planets that's the only that's the only argument I can make and I don't think it holds up but
1: because there's wouldn't there be Cosmere law there would have to be law that these shards followed and that the original shard followed so that being said maybe honor's not dead and I'll tell you right now I have not even I there's no information out there that I have found that says that honor comes back so After just that assumption, I'm assuming there's going to be another book, right?
0: Yeah, there's one more book left in this five-book arc.
1: Okay, see, as as I thought. So, honor could be sealed in something like... The Well of Ascension. A gemstone. Or, it could be sealed in something that... The Well of Ascension. ...is a perpendicularity, (laughs) so yes.
0: What? I don't... Okay, I don't know if I could see it being held inside, like... An emerald mark.
1: But maybe it's not a mark. Maybe it's a giant stone. Maybe like a, it's a, like a giant, giant gem heart. Like a giant gem heart. And it's, it's not Hold necess- up,
0: hold up, hold up, hold up. What if... Remember we said that it was a recording. So when he died, it was forever ago. Yes. Or maybe not necessarily forever ago. But what if he died and his souls been split up... I mean, sold, but the shard itself has been split up into all those gem hearts,
1: or all the sprint,
0: or all the sprint.
1: So then, at that point, the only way to bring honor back would be to release their sprint of their bondage and let them come back together.
0: Okay, but the problem with that is, does that mean that honor did not exist when the nice radiant existed?
1: Right. So that's my thought is that, and that, and we just killed our own theory. <laughs> but we, in doing so, we I've come to the realization that. Honor's not dead. He's just trapped. He didn't kill Honor. Odium just wants people to think he killed Honor so they lose faith.
0: Ooh, right? I can see so,
1: that. Can so, so when when they get close to him or say they say they're close to unlocking Honor. Maybe maybe Honor's trapped under Ierithyu or some crazy place that they're trying to find. Mm. Or maybe they find another th- castle or another Knight's Radiant place or something of the sort. And honor's trapped there, and that's why the Radiance gave their blades up, or something of the sort. You know what I mean? Like that maybe that chain of events, Honor's not dead, Odium just making you think Honor is dead. And that's Odium's influence on Dalinar's visions because Dalinar because Odium can't get all the way into Dalinar's visions. So he's just his little bit of influence.
0: That is interesting.
1: Hmm. So, you know, it's like, it's like Ruin when he was changing all the, sorry, spoiler, um, for, I guess it would be Curate. Bureau of Ages. Yeah. It would, be, it would be like Ruin changing the writing on everything to keep the misconception going.
0: Yeah. No, I get See? To that. So,
1: so, again, Honor might not be able to change the events going on in the world, but he left behind things that could. And, again, for him to be found again. Because maybe these visions... If, if Dalinar maybe realizes later down the road these visions all add up and there's one central focal point, maybe that focal point is where they're holding honor. Yeah. Not they, but whatever the heck he's heldeth or in or at. Yeah. Which would be super cool of a, like, it'd be super cool if they did that.
0: Like, no joke. Like, oh, honor's back. I don't know. Yeah, like the grand, what is it, the grand reveal that yeah, honor has returned? Yes, yeah, and
1: really that's when like
0: the world comes back to its
1: normal place where honor and odium are still alive and they're able to reconcile each other in perfect harmony. Or maybe the shards were never supposed to be harmonized until ruin and atium or at and um or preservation and ruin joined. Maybe they didn't know they could do that. I don't know. It's one of those things where we don't have enough information, and all we can do is sit here and theory craft about it. But it all sounds really good coming out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Maybe we can write a fork of Stormline. I don't know. Oh. I don't know but anyways, illegal. Um, unless you have anything else that you want to add, I think we'll about cover. Uh, wrap it up there um next time we'll be covering chapter 67 to 71 i know it's a much smaller section than normal but i think i'm getting kind of I, my, my work is really picking up in pace and whatnot so i just can't make time the way i have been able to in the past so i know i i think what i talked about even back at the end of last year that i was wanting to finish the book uh before the end of the year and we're still not even done with the second last part but it's okay we're not racing against anyone anyway so we'll make our way through it at our own pace and one step
1: at a time is still a step
0: yes wow god okay dalai lama um so like i said next time we'll do chapter 67 to 71 uh thank you all for listening and we'll see you all next time